Welcome to season six of Travel Stories Podcast, where I am in Brazil, as you know. How do I start this again? I do this every time. Uh, if you are in... Oh man, I haven't thought of anything. Oh no. If you, I haven't even got a globe or anything, right? Uh, in fact, that reminds me, I watched it interesting. I'll tell you that after. <laughs> if you are in... Oh man, I always think of the same places. If you're in Reykjavik, I don't know how to say that, but Iceland, you know. If you're there and you are driving, I'm sure I've said this one before. I'm sure I've said this one before. And you're driving, I have. No, I'll just, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're there now, maybe you weren't there before, maybe you're there now. If you're in Reykjavik, don't know how to say it. And you're driving and it's all snowy. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. If you're in... Oh, um, okay. Places. Come on. Places. I'm sure I can think of some places. If you're in... I said that. St. Petersburg. There you go. Oh, I probably said that one as well. If you're in St. Petersburg, Russia, then... Uh, and you are, what are you doing? And you're sightseeing. I don't know why you listen to a podcast while sightseeing. I suppose, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. And you're seeing all the buildings and whatnot. You're thinking, this is incredibly romantic. This is a nice place to be. I would like to be here at Christmas time, for I think it would be very nice. Then I would invite you to join me. Man, then I would invite you to join me. I am, as I said, in Brazil, I'm in Niteroi. <laughs> which is, that was a strange kind of Japanese accent, uh, which is... You kind of, okay, imagine you're in the center of Rio, which isn't really the center. Imagine you're in the center and then you get on a boat. Now you're in Niteroi. It's, it's a nice place. It's more, it's, it's realer than, you know, your, your Copacabanas, your, your Ipanemas, you know, it's, it's a bit real. By that, I mean, there's less tourists or in fact, no, I've seen no tourists actually. And so, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's a cool place. And the reason I'm here. I will go back to what I was talking about before, but the reason, I was, the reason I'm here is because I was in Lemi, right? I still don't know how to say that. <laughs> and the apartment that I'm going to be moving into uh, hmm, kind of isn't ready until March 17th, but what that means is the guy wants to stay there over <laughs> Carnival. So I have to wait until March 17th. So I thought, let's move into a place where there's people, because I've been on my own for a bit. As you know, I've been talking about that quite a bit. And so I thought, let's meet some people, man. Let's meet some people. So I got here yesterday and it's like a shared house. It's a really nice house, pool on the top, you know. And it's, uh, yeah, there's like eight people here apparently. I've met like five, I think. So there's, oh, maybe six. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, the, I came here and I rang the bell. No one's here, right? I thought, oh, man, that's ain't good. <laughs> so I knocked, you know. This is on a, on a like a big old gate, you know, and so I knocked. And then this this girl kind of uh, looks over the balcony. She's like, hey up. She didn't say up. <laughs> she said, hey up. Uh, what are you doing here? I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to live here. Like, she goes, really? I said, yeah. <laughs> and we were talking, we were chatting, we were hanging out. And, uh, and she's super interesting. I can't remember her name. Can't remember her name. Just can't do it. <laughs> It's it sounded like a Brazilian version of the name Caroline, which I know is a name here as well. It could it could just be that. And I said she because I heard Caroline, <laughs> and I said, oh, I like the like the name in English, you know. She was like, no. <laughs> I 
like, okay. She goes, no, it's it's like an indigenous name. Okay, can't be Caroline then. So I need to find out. See, this is the problem. I've talked to her for like two hours now, but I still don't know her name. I'm in that position. So now I have to go, what's your name? You know, so I'm going to do that today. I think I'll see how that goes. I might actually, I might get around it by saying, how do you spell your name? I'm interested. (laughs) That might be a way around it. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, we were chatting and uh, she go, I said, where's the nearest shop? Like, and she goes, oh, it's, it's ages away. I said, really? She goes, yeah. She goes, I'm going there uh, in a second, so we can both go. I was like, sound. So we were walking and talking and that. And then uh, towards the end, right? And, uh, and you know when you meet someone and you can kind of kind of gauge their, gauge their age, that's an amazing sentence. <laughs> and it's like, I'm thinking, ah, she's, she's a bit younger than me, maybe 25, 26, something like that. And she goes, how old are you? I said, 29. I said, how old are you? She goes, I'm 17. I'm like, what? And then I started thinking about that. That means she was born in 2002. I was like 13. Is that right? Yeah, 12, 13. Man, how crazy is that? (sighs) It's not doing, doing well for me feeling old, man, I tell you. I can remember 2002 so well, man. So well. I remember 2000, sir. Oh, man. Anyway. So she's my new friend and my new, uh, I'm calling her my Portuguese teacher. And she goes, she says, you don't need any teaching. I said, yeah, but I need to, need to practice like, you know, and we'd be doing this, this hybrid Portuguese, I think, or Ing, Ing, Ingese, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, where you start, start a sentence in one of the languages and then finish it in the other. It's actually super difficult, <laughs> but it's like so much fun. It's so much fun. I'd say like, yeah, I think we should talk in both Portuguese. In fact, and then you can you can add in different words here and there, but then it gets really difficult. <laughs> you can be like, Ashiki, uh, 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 we should talk in Mejmo Port. Ah, let's see how that's how difficult it is. Mejmo Portuguese <laughs> switch uh, and English. Ashiki. Uh, <laughs> Man, that's difficult. Portuguese and English. Ashiki. Uh, um, that's so difficult <laughs> okay I'm going to try this again <laughs> the worst podcast ever. I'm going to try this again Ashki we should <laughs> talk in mesmo Portuguese Portuguese oh, Portuguese and English mas mas acho vai ser very difficult <laughs> that is insane <clears throat> I would challenge people that speak a bunch of languages to try that. Do it in three languages, then it'd be ridiculous. Man, that is a fun game. Anyway, I think I was talking about before when I said there isn't a globe here. I watched a uh, documentary about people that believe the flat earth. like, And uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. I love it. I love it. Because it's like they have... It, it got me thinking of this thing. Because it's one of those things where you can hand them any evidence and if you're a, if you're flat earther as they're called then then you know feel free to take offense or not at what i'm saying right and so yeah you can hand them any evidence in the world and you, <laughs> and they will if it doesn't fit in with the narrative they will deny it you know that's just how it is and it's like 
they they will do it in the end i won't spoil i will spoil it in the end they do this test right these flat earthers go out and do this test right where they they shine a light you know across this ocean they say right if the if the world if the globe has a curvature then this you know beam of laser they try it with a laser first this laser should fall here as opposed to here and then they do the test and then it basically proves that there's a curvature right and they say well okay we must have done the test wrong <laughs> <laughs> and then they check it. Oh no, we done the test right. Well, uh, there must be some inconsistency that we're not thinking of. Yeah, it's. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things, and it makes you think about what things in your life are you are you like them in? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what things do you believe? And have maybe you you have some conflicting evidence come towards you, and then you you go, well, no, because it must be this because I know this thing. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's it makes you th- makes you think about a lot of things, you know. I don't know. I don't know. It makes you makes you makes you really think, you know. Like there's that thing with that bloke. No, I won't talk about that. <laughs> not that I. It's not really offensive or anything like that. Or you know, I don't know that bloke with the stuff and he did that thing and everyone said, oh, he did that thing, and then people were like, ah, no, maybe he didn't. I still believe that he did that. And then, you know, all that, you know, that's a, that's a, if you know what I mean, which you probably do, unless you, unless you listen to this in the future and this thing isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> so, so that, that's a lot of people saying, no, this doesn't fit in with what I believe. So this must be true. Well, this doesn't fit in. So this must be, you know what I mean? And it's like, look, let's, let's just look at the facts here. And even when you do look at the facts, it's like, do you still, do you still believe that? Surely you must question everything, but then that's how you, this is the thing. It's the thing. <laughs> How am I on this? <laughs> this is the thing. It's like with people that with the flat earth, their thing is we cre- we question everything, which I'm on, I'm on board with. I am really on board with that. It's like, yeah, we we were taught this in school. Why should we believe that? How do they know? Yada, yada, yada. I'm all for that. Question everything. Yes. But then when you question everything and you come to a conclusion, question that too. That's what I think. <laughs> oh, can I relate this to travel? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But yeah, so now I'm here and it is good. I've been talking to some more people, which is nice. I am feeling better for it. I am feeling better for it, man. It's nice. It is really nice. And I've been, I've gone to a, because I thought, how can I meet some people here? Because I want to meet some people, meet some folks, you know. And so I signed up for, you know, meetup.com. This is a travel tip, right? If you're somewhere and you want to meet some folks, then head on to meetup.com. This isn't sponsored. (laughs) And yeah, there's, I found loads like uh, loads of English conversation hangouts. And basically I went to one and all it is, it's like eight to 10 people, all Brazilians hanging out and speaking only English because they all just want to practice their English, you know? So it's like, you know, if you can speak English to a fairly good level, come and chill and we'll all just speak English. Each week we'll have a new topic and it'll be cool and it'll be fun. And so I went there and obviously I'm a native English speaker, sort of. <laughs> and so, and it was fun because you're not there to correct anyone or help anyone or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, it was just nice. And the thing for me with uh, with language as well is it's good to hear people, like a, for example, in this example, it's good to hear a native Portuguese speaker speaking English if they're a beginner, because then you can see more of how their language is constructed, right? Because they will say something like, oh, there's many things over there for to see. 
you know, and then you can see, oh, they've made that leap because in Portuguese, da, 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 you know, so that was really fun. And it's, I don't know, man, it, it really, it gave me that feeling of we are super lucky to be able to speak English. Like if you if you can understand this, you're super lucky, you know, or you, you it's not your first language and you've worked at it and fair play. But yeah, we're super lucky because when you ask people why they want to speak English, most of the time it's jobs. I mean, I want to progress in my job. I want to do this. I want to, this is my dream job. I want to do this and I need English, you know, whereas for native English speakers, it's like, yeah, this is my dream job. And to do this, I need to do this, this and this. Learning a new language isn't part of that, <laughs> You know, for us, it's it's already there. But for them, it's like it's it's necessary for them to progress in their careers and whatnot. You know, and I think I think we should really feel lucky for that. You know, we should really feel lucky. But yeah, so today, today I have a lot of questions. Well, I have hopefully a lot of answers for questions. Rather, I think we should just get onto them, shall we? I think we shall. I don't. Do I have anything more to say? What else has been happening? Hmm. What else has been happening? I don't know. Don't know really. I've had some thoughts. Oh, yeah, I've had some thoughts about the podcast, right? So I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking, right? <sighs> it's kind of like uh it's kind of like say you're house hunting, right? I love a good analogy, me. Right, say you're house hunting, right? And you find a house and you think, yeah, this is, this is the one. This is lovely. I can put the bed there. I can put that there. This is how I'm going to decorate it. And, and lovely. I'm, I'm, I've got all these plans and it's awesome. And then your friend goes, oh, my mate's got this house that, that he's selling. Do you want to go see it? And you see it and you go, oh, man, this is so much better. <laughs> like, and better doesn't really work in the analogy, but this is, this is kind of, I'm way more drawn towards this. You know, this feels, this feels better. I'm way more drawn towards this. And it's kind of like that, right? So all these ideas we've been having about cubed to globe, it's not going to be called that. <laughs> all these ideas we've been having about that, man, have got my brain going, man. And I'm, I'm really loving this idea now right? because it ticks. I've talked about this before, man. It ticks the boxes. It ticks the boxes of, uh, what other boxes? Um, is entertaining to listen to. Good. That's good, right? That's always good for a podcast, right? Is fun for me to do. That has to factor into it, right? It's fun for me to do. And all of these are fun for me to do, but that is, that's still a box to tick, right? It helps people in a, in a kind of macro way. Macro is the wrong word, but it helps people directly. There you go. Because I'll be bringing someone on and taking them from a cubicle to travel, right? And that is, I mean, if I can do that for two people, if I can do that for one person, that's amazing. You know what I mean? So when it comes to charity and me, I'm always, I'm, I'm always more like, I'd rather go out and and help one person. I know it's, it's, I know it's a bit weird, but like, uh, do you know what I mean? That feeling of helping one person a lot kind of feels better, and I know that's a selfish way of looking at it, but it feels better <clears throat> than helping a hundred people a small way. You know what I mean? It's that type of thing. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather, uh, I'm trying to think of an analogy. I'd rather pay for every, for someone's food for a year rather than a hundred people's meals for one day. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that type of thing. So that 
that feels really good for me. And then the other thing is it helps the listeners a lot, right? You guys, if you're, if you're in the same position, because all of the, it's like all of the help that the person on the, on the call, on the episode will be getting, you might need to, and you will get all the information as well. You can play along at home, man. And then I'm helping more than one person, you know, it's great, man. It's great. So I'm really feeling this and I am thinking, I am thinking about the interviews that I've done thus far. Hello, all of you that are listening that I've done interviews thus far. Now, don't obviously don't think that this is anything against your interviews or anything like that. But I'm thinking about moving them to season eight, right? Moving them to season eight, because I'm really pumped about this, this uh, cube to globe, I'm still calling it. I'm really pumped about it. So that's a thought I'm having. I'm still not settled on it, but the, the cogs are in motion. I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about is two people, right? Two people. And then each week, each week, there'll be a call with that person, right? It'd be like, I know, Jeff. Why is it with Jeff? Deborah. There you go. So I'll be talking to Deborah and I'll be like, look, Debbie, right? She'll be like, don't call me Debbie. Right. Deborah. All right, Deborah. Right. So first call will be like, look, let's go through all of the things that you could possibly do. Let's talk about your situation, where you want to be. And then, you know, brainstorm some ideas. And then the homework for next week will be having a brainstorm list of ideas. The next week we'll go through all those and then we'll narrow it down. And then by, by whenever, it doesn't really matter, but by whenever, I mean, we'll talk about the travel aspect of it. Like, you know, where do you want to go and how much will that cost? And let's see, and how can you physically do that? And then all this stuff, how can you fiscally do that? And then, yeah, and then bringing that all together so that we bring someone from Cubed <laughs> to Globe. And I, it just feels, it just feels right, man. So I'm really, I'm thinking about that. I've got, I've got a bunch of people uh, kind of putting themselves forward for it. And I think there's two in there that I might, I haven't looked at them, but I think there's uh, two in there that, that I might pick for this, <clears throat> for this go round. I haven't quit smoking. I'm the world's most terrible person. <laughs> I've had the last cigarette. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I've had the last cigarette so many times. <laughs> the end of a pack. And it's like, this is my last cigarette. And I tell you what, it's always the best. <laughs> Imagine if every cigarette's your last cigarette. <laughs> Live every day like it's your last. And if I continue to smoke, it just may well be. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, so that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> right then. Uh, oh, in fact, let me pause this because I, uh, I have to reply to someone about work. So let me, uh, let me just pause this. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Let's start with some questions, shall we? Let's do some questions. This one is from... Oh man, I've just remembered. <laughs> I've just remembered some things that you guys have to watch, right? Oh man. Okay. 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 Right. First one is coming out soon, like March 22nd or something like that. But it's been probably my, I mean, I've, I've read a few books and this has been probably my favorite book of all time. It's not a travel book. It's not a philosophy book. It's nothing like that. It is the autobiography of Motley Crue, The Dirt, right? It is the best book one can read, right? If you don't know who, well, you must know who Motley Crue are. Maybe you're 18 you don't know who Motley Crue are. They were a band from 1981 to, well, <laughs> 
they had several incarnations, but the 80s, basically. And when you think of a rock star, you're thinking of Motley Crue, you know? If you think of the most rock star things you can think of, they did it more, basically. It's ridiculous. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Throwing a TV out the window is nothing, you know? And so that book is amazing. And the the film version of that book, which was talked about since like 2003 or something, 2006 or whatever, it's finally coming out. It's coming out on Netflix. It's called The Dirt, obviously. And I know already that I'm going to be one of those guys that's like, oh, it's not as good as the book. Oh, they left out loads of stuff. I know I'm going to be like that already. I know. I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed, but it might be a good introduction to it. I'd recommend the book, obviously, more than the film, but check it out when it comes out. It's going to be ridiculous. Second one, right, is... How is this a travel podcast? Second one, right, is something everyone has to see, right? It's on Netflix as well, right? And it's a documentary about a band called Anvil. They were a band, they were a thrash metal band in the 80s, again. And uh, it basically, right, so there was this... uh, there was this big old festival and it had like Bon Jovi and, you know, Scorpions and stuff like that. And Anvil were on there as well, right? And the first bit of the documentary is like Slash saying, yeah, Anvil were amazing. They were so good. And then it's, you know, Lars Ulrich, like, yeah, Anvil are amazing. And then it cuts to present day, which I believe was 2007 or something like that, 2006. And um, the singer, the singer is working, he's Canadian and they're all Canadian and he's working as, he delivers food to high schools. That's his job. Like, and man, yeah, and they're, they're like, the band's still going. And they're like, let's give it a go. Let's do this, man. <laughs> it is, man, you will fall in love with the guy. Every time I watch it, I've seen it so many times. Every time I watch it, I, I say to myself, be more like Lips. The guy's name is Lips. Be more like him because he is he is the truest form of person that there is. He doesn't, he doesn't hide his feelings. He shows his vulnerabilities. It, it's, it's perfect, man. And I would say if you're going out, I'm, I'm totally tying this to travel. If you're going out to travel, potentially for the first time, then I would say, watch that. Even though it has nothing to do with travel, right? Watch that. Anvil, the story of Anvil. It's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a real life uh, spinal tap. But yeah, watch that. And just, watch lips how he how he is how he is his his vulnerability is on show all of the time i he, they're in this this festival and uh, this one guy walks past i can't remember what band he's from and uh oh i almost remembered then not rainbow anyway and uh and he goes oh my god that's what's his name and then he runs up to him and he goes hey man oh my god i've loved you for so long it's like a lot of us would would not do that for fear of you know embarrassment or you know you don't want to show that much vulnerability but he's just you know it's just on show man that's just how he is and it's amazing he's just ah watch it man honestly you're gonna love it right the last one (laughs) this is just a film recommendation podcast right last one you know how horror films they give you like a jump and they go ah i'm scared oh now i'm not because there's no there's nothing scary happening right this is a film where you are scared and your palms are sweaty for the full two hours right it is ridiculous and it's not a horror it's a documentary you've probably seen it already it's called free solo and it's about alex honnold the free solo rock climber so you know how big uh what's it called What's that mountain called? El Capitan, I think it is. You know how big that is? I mean, it's like, I don't know, three times the uh, Eiffel Tower, something like that. It's massive. It's like 3,000 feet. And 
and, and his pl- his plan is to climb that with no ropes. Just climb that with no ropes. He's like his uh, you know on, on, when he does his rock climbing, his his uh, you know hand his finger holds are like I don't know a centimeter, if that half a centimeter, and he's just kind of spider manning onto the wall, man. <sighs> You need a cigarette after watching that, I tell you. Right, okay, less of the <laughs> film recommendations. <laughs> Let's get on to some questions. This is from Annie. Oh, I'm so bad at names. It depends where you're from. Charach. It depends where you're from. C-H-A-R-A-C-H. Charach. <laughs> Charach. 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 Could be anything, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, Hayden slash Lee slash man slash badass. <laughs> and repeat just like you in a rambling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Loving life in Brazil by all accounts? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I've been following you and Gloria around Europe. Thank you for your chats. They're so warm and thought-provoking. I'm a very proud auntie. Oh, yeah, the subject for this is not quite rebel gran, more badass auntie Annie. That's amazing. <laughs> It's occurred to me on more than one occasion that we share a few common traits. Interesting. Namely, a love of Gloria Stefan. Oh, yes. <laughs> Cuts both ways is uh, was also a favorite of mine when I was about 20. That will show my age. No way, man. I wish I was around when that came out. In fact, no. If Well, I was around. I was born in 1989, the year of Cuts Both Ways. And, uh, man, I'm such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, if I was, if I was, I don't know, 20 or so, if I, yeah, if I was 20, uh, when Cuts Both Ways came out, I would have seen it on MTV, obviously, <laughs> and I would have gone, right, Miami, I need to go to Miami, <laughs> I need to find Gloria Stefan, make her leave her husband of many years, and yeah, anyway, uh, also always looking to the next project and forgetting to enjoy the moment, swear like a trooper, yep, and after about nine months of doing anything, getting very bored and want, no, need a new challenge. Yes, man. Isn't that the truth? Hell yeah. We are the same person. Actually, that gets me nicely to why I'm emailing today. Just listened to Thursday's episode and literally got me, got so excited thinking, Brazil? We, me and my lovely hubby Sheldon, uh, could go to Brazil for a few months, couldn't we? Uh, quickly Google time difference as Shell is a graphic designer working remotely. Nice, killing it. But it needs to mirror London hours roughly. And what do you know? Only two hours behind. It's actually uh, it's actually three hours behind now. We, we had a, what's it called? Uh, daylight savings, yeah. Uh, told Shell and he was on board. Nice. So always knowing I would email you one day to speak to the master. Ah, oh, well, <laughs> that day finally came. You won't feel like Yoda. So would be so grateful for all the... Uh, Jen? Jen? All the Jen? Jen? On Brazil slash Rio. Safety slash visas slash, and I guess, why Brazil? Okay. <clears throat> Don't know what Jen is. Jen? Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, safety slash visas. Safety is fine. <laughs> like, really. It's, it's everyone, when you're traveling somewhere, oh, I'm going to Brazil. Oh, watch out. Everyone thinks it's like the most dangerous place in the world. And it's one of those things where... If you take Rio as a whole, yes, it is. Like it's it's in the red, right? But then if you take Brazil, if you take Rio as a whole, but then take out all of the favelas, take out all the places you'll never go to, then it's fine. <laughs> you know, it really is absolutely fine, man. So safety is, and I mean, 
it's always that thing of knowing what to do. Don't walk around with your iPhone 10 out, you know, <laughs> it's that type of thing. But just, yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, visas for, are you in the UK? Yeah, for the for UK, you, uh, it's a visa on arrival, which is lovely. And uh, you get there and they stamp your passport and you get given three months. And then during the three months, you go to the place I can't remember which, uh, which place you go to, but you go to the place and you get it extended to six months. Nice and easy. No worries. No hassle. Sorted. So yeah, nice, lovely, free six month visa, no paperwork, no nothing. All sorted. I think you get that every year too, which is lovely. I know for uh, Americans, I think they have to have an an outgoing, a departing flight from Rio as well. I learned that, or from Brazil as well. I learned that at the airport, as we'll learn I think it was three episodes ago or four episodes ago or something. So that was fun. <laughs> but yeah, for English people, it's nice and easy. Right. Uh, like you, I knew pretty early on, I guess around 18 slash 19 years, that I needed something more. Work was just never enough. Devon was beautiful. Devon is beautiful. And home. But I knew there, were more ex- there was more experience, there we go, and less stuff out there for me. I was lucky enough to fall in love with a wonderful man at 19 who went on to... Who went on to become my husband and the father of our gorgeous baby girl born in 1996. But our happiness was not to last as he tragically died when our daughter Nancy was only nine years old. Man, that sucks. That sucks a lot. I was 25 and swimming in a sea of grief, I can imagine, for too long, around 15 years. Yeah, I know, crazy, but hey, hey, hey man, crazy, but understandable. Uh, but all the way through, I never lost the desire to travel. Finally, six years ago, I plucked up the courage and moved to Brighton to start afresh with Nance. And then when Nance was 18, literally within a month, I set off on a tour of India with Derek, a wandering earl. I'd been reading his blog for years, and when I knew he was doing tours, it seemed perfect for me, and I had a blast. Free at last. Oh, man, how good is this? I'm loving this. This is great. I differ from you in that I love company and don't want to travel alone, but group travel was <laughs> group travel was a total ball ache. <laughs> We're like the same person. <laughs> I, I could have easily written this. Uh, so when I met my lovely Shell five years ago and got married two years later, I had my travel companion all set. Oh, that's nice. I started doing house slash pet sitting for a great company called Trusted House Sitters. Free accommodation in return for looking after their home slash pets while they're on holiday. There's a travel tip for you guys. A great tip for you. Oh, here we go. A great tip for your listeners <laughs> as you get to go to less obvious places off the beaten track as tourists uh, off the beaten track of tourists. Why can't I read? As they are full-time homes and you pay nada. We have since progressed onto Airbnb and so far have been slow traveling Europe. Yes, max stays six weeks to date. Uh, always on the coast as we love the ocean and following the weather as like you, we just have to be warm. We are the same person. Uh, summers in Brighton and Hove because you can't beat our beautiful UK in the summer. It is good. It is good. I've come to I've come to miss that a little bit. And then off in September for between three to six months, maybe this year to Brazil, I would recommend it. Uh, be so grateful for your nuggets of knowledge on Brazil. I'll be listening out for your reply, man. <laughs> Big hugs to you and your mom, who sounds wicked, Annie. How nice was that, man? <laughs> How nice was that? Yeah, man, definitely Brazil. Okay, so when you're in Brazil, you've got to come to Rio and just see everything because it's Rio, you know. Sao Paulo is okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. I always say the same things, man. Go up north, go to San Luis, go to Lensois, uh, which is 
ridiculous. Just look it up on Google Images. I say this every time. L-E-N-C-O-I-S. Lensois. It means blankets or duvets, you know. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. So yeah, you should definitely go there. It's amazing. And you can go on some island. Uh, you can kind of go island hopping there. And then there's many, many, many more things to do in Brazil. So you'll love it. You'll love it. And thank you for the email, man. That was amazing. That was amazing. Right. We have another email. We've got a lot of emails this week, man. This is from Zara Sen. Mail from London, she says. Hi, Hayden. Hope you are well and happy in Brazil. I am. Thank you very much. Love your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have a story to share with you. Interesting. I come from a rather conservative and extremely religious family. You know where you have to get married at a certain age, have kids, etc., etc. That's, yeah, man, I can see that. Uh, But I ran away from home. Oh, man, I'm loving this already. Uh, Did my degree and started working. Never went back. Maybe I will visit at some point. Don't know. Oh, man. Okay, Uh, it feels so great to wake up every day and know I can do anything with my life without having someone plan every moment for me. This is, oh man. Uh, Anyways, relating it back to travel, I try to travel as often as I can to remind myself of all the opportunities and life that's out there. And your podcasts have helped me plan my trips so very much. good to hear so huge thank you always let me know when slash if you are in london next i will take you out for drinks well hell yeah man i'll let you know also i have friends in shropshire and was there the weekend before how weird is that that is weird where in shropshire tell me where up in the kind of northwest ludlow area in the west or i'm from the east you see right on the border of staffordshire let me know i I, for some reason i feel like i know everyone in shropshire (laughs) Man, that's so cool. That's so cool, man. I love it. Kind of Shropshire represent, man. Salopians gather. <laughs> okay, let's see what else. <laughs> Thank you for email, man. That's amazing. Let's go on to the Instagram messages. If you want to send a message, it's Instagram at Backpack Digital. <clears throat> this one is from Drums Audio. Two things I love. He says... The song, uh, the song you sang was "I Think We're Alone Now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of people told me that. <laughs> yeah, last week. I, yeah, that's it. You'll hear it last week. He says, "Cube to globe, from cube to globe, from cubicle to global." <laughs> I'm loving that. I also like from cubicle to global. <laughs> we'll have a think on the name. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> oh man. Okay. This is from david.baker.52. He sent me a song, Patti Smith, Gloria, 1979. I've never heard that. I need to check that out, man. He says, I've just seen the header of next piece podcast automatically made me think of this tune to ease the pain of missing Gloria. Enjoy. Can you talk a little bit about the cuisine of Brazil and what you were eating out there in the next podcast? Always interesting what the locals eat, where and when. Yeah, okay, so I'm not the best person to ask about this, right? <laughs> because I eat for fuel. <laughs> so the way the way I'm eating out here is I go to the places where you go there and it's like a buffet and you load up your plate and then you weigh it and then you eat it. <laughs> that is, for me, it's absolutely ideal. Because you go in there, you get everything that you want, nothing that you don't, and then you, you pay and then you leave. It's ideal. <laughs> I love it. So the things I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of salads, I'm getting a lot of... Uh, they they do a thing out here. It's uh, oh Jesus, what's that? What's it back? Uh, so they do what is it? Eggplant, aubergine, 
yeah, a bit of aubergine, like, <laughs> and then you put it in like a barrel of olive oil. It's, oh, it's lovely. And that, that with, you know, steaks and chicken hearts and uh, chicken and fish and stuff like that. I'm going to the gym a lot, so I need all the, you know, <laughs> something like that. But out here, there's, oh man, I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> So there's a bunch of stuff. So a bunch of casual, I'd recommend that. It's just like cheese bread. It's like these little golf balls and they're crusty on the outside. I'm going to get so hungry now. And they're soft on the inside and it's cheese in, in bread. Oh, it's like cheese flavored bread. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so out here, I think the statistic is weird. It's like 90% of all Brazilians will eat a feijão every day, rice and beans. Like 90% of all Brazilians eat it every day is the stat i don't know how true that is i imagine in the countryside it's yeah and it's like they just slow cook it all day long every house smells like beans oh man it's so good and they have like black beans uh well down here they do and then you can have that and then put in like either some sausage or some some type of meat <sighs> and that's called feijoada with the black beans specifically Oh man, and then you put farofa on that, which is like, it's like kind of sand. <laughs> it doesn't really taste of anything, but it, it makes it crunchy. Oh. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, lot of fish out here, because obviously we're by the coast. There's bacalhau, which is kind of cod, but they do it differently. They they kind of, um, oh man, it's like, you know, pulled pork. Imagine that, but with cod. And then they, then they kind of put that all together in like a rectangle. I'm so hungry now. Why? Why? Why did you do this to me? <laughs> but yeah, so here they, they will eat a breakfast, typically. They will eat a breakfast, which is, I mean, they'll have, you know, French uh, French bread, right? And then I'm trying to translate this all in my head. French bread and then uh, bananas often and stuff like that. And then the, there is also this one, I think it's more of a countryside thing, where they have uh, oats, like rolled oats, and then banana and then honey and then crush that all up together. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. <laughs> And then, yeah, have that with coffee and stuff in the morning. And then um, the evening meal is is interesting because most people go out for it, right? Everyone goes out for the evening meal and they go out and eat somewhere, right? And they have the rice and beans and everything like that, right? And the thing about it is, is like, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but you'll get there and then you'll eat, you'll all eat, right? I have talked about this before. And then at the end, <laughs> waiter will come, they'll go, do you want a bill? They'll go, nah, nah, it's cool. We're just chilling. And then they'll go, ah, oh, do you want a bill? Nah, nah. And then they'll be there for an hour. I go, do you want the bill? Yeah, we'll take the bill. And then they'll still be chatting, right? And they'll go, actually, no, can we have some desserts? Yeah. And they'll have that. And then after an hour, I go, do you want the bill? Ah, yeah, go on. They'll have the bill for that. And then after an hour, they go, do you want to pay? Ah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> after half an hour, do you want to pay? Yeah, go on, we'll buy. <laughs> and then after paying, it's like you're still there for an hour. It's basically, it's a long, long process, man. <laughs> it's really cool because it's, that's kind of how, that's kind of, well, how it should be is a weird, weird thing to say, but like that type of thing, it's, it's communal, it's social, it's, I mean, as much as we need the sustenance of nutrition, we're, we also need the sustenance of being social, you know? And so it's taking care of those two things at once. Like both are, I mean, maybe they're almost equally necessary because if we're secluded, we quickly become, I mean, it's it's a very swift downfall, you know, being secluded 100% of the time. And the same goes for eating. If we don't eat, it gets bad pretty soon, right? So, and so both are needed. So taking care of them both, I think is good for the mental health, man. And then it's good for the, 
for the physical health, you know? So I reckon that's a good thing, man. But you've got me hungry now and I'm not happy about it. So, <laughs> but thank you for the question, man. This next one is from Steve Will814. He says, oh, it's a longie. He says, hey, Aiden. Hey. Looking for some advice. Well, actually, a good medium to share my story. Interesting. And I can think of no better place than your podcast. Cool. Feel free. I finished college about two years ago and immediately went to work on my goal of becoming a diplomat. I booked a one-way ticket to Chile where I taught English for nine months. Have I read this before? I traveled, met amazing people, learned Spanish and had my life changed. Now I'm back in the US and I'm awaiting the results of my diplomat's exam. Uh, where are we? Uh, in the meantime, I'm teaching English as a second language to adults and loving it. I fell in love with teaching while in Chile. Before I left for South America, I was eager. I was so eager to leave. But now I have returned. Having returned, uh, things are looking brighter. My relationships with my friends and family are better. I love my job and I'm thinking of pursuing education as a career. Being a teacher feels right and makes sense to me at the moment. After all, I'll have decent pay, job security and summers to travel. I've even met a girl. Interesting. Uh, but one thing nags me, okay? I don't know if I'm ready to let go of the diplomat dream. It's been my goal for years, and it'd be sad to quit and throw my hands up. But teaching fulfills me in countless ways. I'm confident the right path will reveal itself to me in time, and thanks for all your inspiration. Man, thanks for the message. So, hmm. <clears throat> so the one bit you said about, where was it? Uh, before I left for South America, I was so eager to leave, but now having returned, things are looking brighter. So when we're, when we're thinking something, when we're feeling bad about something, right? In fact, I was listening to this on, uh, Joe Rogan had Dr. Phil on as a guest, right? And he was talking about, he was talking about depression and, and things like this, right? And he said, sometimes, obviously not all the time, you know, disclaimer, disclaimer. He said, sometimes the, it's, it's not just, it's not just a chemical imbalance or something like that, right? Sometimes a pill is not necessary. Sometimes what's necessary is a change of your circumstances. You know, if you're, if you've lost your job and you're down on your luck and everyone hates you and you, you haven't seen anyone in ages and you've been locked up like a hermit and stuff, then anyone would look at that and go, yeah, it, it makes sense that you're feeling down, <laughs> you know? So a change of circumstances is then necessary. And obviously there's a thing of maybe the pill is necessary to, to give you the, the, uh, you know, what's the word to give you the motivation to actually change the circumstances i can see that yeah but yeah this is this is what i'm saying so you've come back and you're in the same physical space you're in the same uh, geographical space but every but things are different things are different you've met a girl your prospects are looking at everything like this and now you're thinking you're, th you're feeling better about it so that's an interesting thing i think and the other thing is i don't think you Maybe this, I don't know much about the situation, but maybe you don't have to give up the dream of being a diplomat in order to uh, pursue being a teacher and to be a teacher, right? It's the same thing of, it's almost like a side hustle, right? When people grow things on the side of their job. Why could I not think of the word job? Yeah, it's like you're working, say you work nine to five, but then you come home and you do work on the other thing. It could be something like that. I don't know what you have to do to become a diplomat, but maybe... You could do it on the side. You could lead up to that on the side, you know? I don't think, because like you said, you've got the job security, you like what you do, that's all good. That's amazing. And then if you want to follow that dream as well, follow that dream as well, man. I'm sure, I'm sure you can find the time and stuff like that if it's something you really want to do, you know? 
So this is how people, this is how I did it. You know, I was, I was working 12 hour days on the, on the brush, you know, doing the old paint and decorating, coming back home and doing four hours, something like that of, uh, of editing work, trying to get into this editing job. And then I do, then I do a podcast and I do podcast work, you know, it's like, and I did this for ages, man. And that's just, sometimes that's just what you have to do, you know? And so, yeah, I, I reckon you can do both, man. I don't reckon you have to, uh, don't reckon you have to quit the one. But thanks for the message. This next one is from South to Andalusia. Oh, he even did the accent. He says, she says, they say, he says, he says. <laughs> the other day in Malaga, I used the couch surfing hangout feature uh, for the first time and met up with a few, a few fellow English guys. Ended up talking about your show and turns out they were from Newport, Shropshire. No, as well, but hadn't heard of your podcast. What are the chances? Okay, I bet I know them. Like, it, I mean, Shropshire, maybe I don't know everyone, but Newport, I definitely know everyone in Newport, man. Or at least I know like their brother, you know? So, man, <laughs> that's amazing. Tell me who they were. I need to know. <laughs> that's so funny, man. I need to know now. I need to know. <laughs> that's amazing. Right. Okay. This next one, thanks for the message, by the way. This next one is from Shelby, that's my cousin's name, Leanne Blacker. She says, hey Hayden, hello, love your podcast. Uh, thank you very much. I've been meaning to write you for a while now, so now seems like as good a time as any. 2018 was a pretty hard year for me. My mom passed away and I ended a three and a half year relationship because I realized how unhappy I was. Man, that does sound like a bad year. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Where are we? Uh, both events made me realize that it was time for a major life change. I totally support the idea of cube to globe, but maybe keep taking name suggestions. <laughs> yeah, I have got an idea. I have got an idea about a name, by the way. By the way, it's... Uh, it's a Zach Brown album. I'll leave it at that. I'm, cu I'm currently cubed. I still love that. I'm currently cubed, but have been devising a plan over the past few months to change course to a life that feels more authentic. That's such a good way to put it. The plan has enough details to get me headed in the right direction, but not so many that I can't be flexible. I love the idea of you helping people figure out how to get from cube to globe because it can be very daunting. I'm starting by taking a two to three month trip to the Western US this summer. I have no idea what I'll do after my summer trip and I'm just fine with that. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of travel, but for me, it's mostly about having the freedom, right? Uh, thank you for the weekly inspiration. Your thoughts and rambles always get the gears in my head turning with new ideas. Shelby, man. Yeah, I, thanks for that, man. I appreciate that. And it sounds like... It sounds like, where is it? That one thing that you said, uh, the plan has enough details to get me headed in the right direction, but not so many that I can't be flexible. It sounds like you're thinking about this all in the right way, man. Like, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you don't need cube to globe. <laughs> it's not going to be called that. It's not, do you know what I mean? It sounds like you don't need that. It sounds like you, you will figure it out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it sounds like you'll just, you'll, you'll get there, you know? So let us know what happens, man. Let us know what happens. Thank you for the message. This one is from underscore Corina underscore E. She says, hi Hayden. At the moment, I'm listening to your older episodes. I really enjoy you rambling. Convinces, <laughs> rambling. <laughs> I really do, don't I? Uh, convinces me that I'm not the only one. 
I'm only 16, but I have a, God damn, I'm old, but I have a lot of plans. This summer I will work in Sweden and I'm planning for a gap year at the Kungs, I don't know how to say that, Kungs uh school in china uh for that and my driver's license i'm saving up my money i listened to your episode about making money remotely and therefore i have just set up a fiverr gig for tutoring english thank you for the idea and keep on rambling look at this man look at this you know when you think man i wish i did this when i was 16 well this is what karina is doing man like all of us all of us now (laughs) we're all thinking all of us that are older than 16 we're, we're thinking i wish i started this when i was 16 so Keep on going, man. You're along the right track. That is amazing. I love that. So continue what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I see I see a bright future. Let us know how it goes, man. That's amazing. This next one is from Nice and Sunny. She says, maybe Cubed Cuba <laughs> could be a good title. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I do like that, though. By the way, greetings from Thailand. Nice. I'm more than halfway through my sabbatical round the world trip. Our podcast conversation isn't live yet, yet. Uh, so I won't update on any details. Hope to talk to you uh, again after. Keep up the rambling. Yes. So this is someone that I've uh, had an interview with, and this is what I was talking about before. So nice and sunny. Nice and sunny. Do you, <laughs> I call everyone by their uh, Instagram name nowadays. Uh, do, I was going to say, do you mind if we, <laughs> do, I know the, the book stops with me, but I feel bad. Uh, but yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I uh, do. You, do you, <laughs> I was about, just about to repeat. Do you know what I'm saying? I will. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I'm really invested in this new idea, and I know there are casualties. And what I mean by that is the interviews that I've done have to wait a bit longer, and that makes me feel bad. But do you understand why why I'm feeling this way? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, keep me updated on what's going on. Halfway, halfway through the sabbatical round the world trip. Isn't that a sentence that like everyone wants to say <laughs> at least once? Um, you know, halfway through my round the world trip, uh, just chilling. <laughs> Amazing, man. Love it. This one is from... <laughs> oh, okay, let's do this. Fano Rathogwa. Did I do it? <laughs> oh, yeah, this was... He sent me this picture. It's so funny. He sent me the picture. The backpacker in Southeast Asia starter pack. <laughs> okay, so it's one of those pictures where, you know, you've got those starter packs where it's like you need this, this, and this, and this. And it's like those those big trousers, like big colorful trousers. And then um, I think this is one is like a tattoo uh, with arrows that says, not all who wander are lost. And then there's a GoFundMe for their travel. And then there's uh, thongs, flip-flops, sandals, and then a smashed iPhone. That I have. <laughs> Uh, not the, in fact, not the screen, just the back. I also have the thongs as well, the flip flops. And then uh, saying Namaste, I don't do that, but a GoPro, I have one of those. Damn. Uh, and then the Instagram, <laughs> I've got one of those. Damn it. And then uh, I'm a tourist. I'm not a tourist. I'm a traveler. Damn it. <laughs> and then a uh, a vest, a singlet, I don't know, a tank top. I'm literally wearing one of those right now. God damn it. And then dreads. Oh, I don't have dreads, mainly because I can't grow. <laughs> And I wouldn't have them if I could. But <laughs> so what did I say about this? I said, that's the most accurate thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> Honestly, we've all, and maybe you are these people and there's no, we're not taking a mick, you know, it's, 
but we've all seen them, man. Honestly, it's so true. And you know, um, what's it called? The In Between Us Two, the the movie. Watch that, man. Watch the In Between Us Two. It's because there is that guy in it. There is that guy, and he's like, he's from like uh, Kent. <laughs> You know, oh, it's, it's sorry if you're from Kent, you know, but well, he's from Kent and he's, he's Cantonese. He's not Cantonese. No, he's, oh, stop. <laughs> but yeah, you got to watch it. It's great. That's the fourth film recommendation. This one. Anyway, uh, he says, saw it all over India. Yeah. And me too. I was repeat. I was repeating season six. It's brilliant. Uh, all the best with cube to globe. Can't wait. We've got to stop calling it that. Thanks, man. This is from. <clears throat> we got we got a few left man this is from weird underscore badal he's back he's back he says hey lee was having the worst week of 2019 and feeling very low but again you came to rescue rescue me just like a superman always comes to rescue a cat from a tree oh man your rambled never fail to put a smile on my face and stories uh, like you were there itself. So thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. P.S. Looking forward to Cube to Globe. I've got to really, I've got to bring a new name out for that. But man, how good is that message, man? Oh. <sighs> thank you, man. That's uh, as good as, uh, hmm, as much as of, of an increase in, in your feeling good as I have given you, you have given me more. There we go. So thank you, man. That's amazing. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right. Next one is from Jenny Reed. She's back. She says, Jenny Reed 99. She says, hey, Lee. Hello. Look up introvert. Hey, up. <laughs> Coming in hot. Uh, you are not one. I am. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't mean you want to be alone. It means you're shy and reticent. What a great word. Uh Kind of. There's been a recent, there's been a recent, well, not so recent, but there's been a recent kind of change in thinking of it. It's like, it's that thought of where you get your energy from, you know, and it, it blurs the lines between introvert and extrovert. You can be an extroverted introvert and an introverted extrovert, stop saying vert, you know, and it's like, if I'm, if I'm around people and I, I like to talk to people and stuff like that, that's fine. I can only do that for about 20 minutes, <laughs> you know? And if I don't have my, uh, my alone time, if I, if, you know, if I don't, if I don't have that, then, it, I, you know, I need that to recharge. And that's, that's kind of where, uh, that's where the thought is nowadays, you know, on the, on the psychological thought, you know what I mean? <laughs> She continues, an extrovert isn't, I don't mean to, I do mean to disagree. Uh, <laughs> an, ex, uh, an extrovert is an overly expressive, outgoing person. I'd say you are more the latter. I am on occasion. I am on occasion. Uh, this is the thing. It's it's more of a, what's it called? Spectrum. You know what I mean? It's like the vast majority of the time, I just want to be alone. I don't want to talk to anyone. And I am very reticent. <laughs> But then sometimes when I do, when I do have an outgoing kind of time, I am very outgoing. I'm not terribly expressive. I'm never the life of the party or anything like that. I'm always the guy in the corner. I'll talk to one person and one alone, you know. Uh, and yeah, that's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's more of a, what's it called? Spectrum. She continues. Anyway, schooling over. Hey, up. Uh, if you, <laughs> if you live in the States, you can marry a gay guy to stay. I did. I hope, love this. <laughs> I definitely could do. I've had that thought with uh, with Brazil. 
I could just marry a, I was going to say bird. I will say bird. Could just marry a bird. Uh, have you been around South America at all? I mean, apart from Rio. I've always fancied Machu Picchu, but so does everyone else, she says. Uh, no, I haven't. No, I, I've been, I was talking to someone from Colombia and I do want to go there at some point. But no, mainly, mainly Rio. Uh, Rio? Mainly Brazil. Uh, only Brazil. <laughs> there you go. But no, I do want to. But Brazil calls to me. Maybe it's because I speak Portuguese. <laughs> and she continues, uh, Hey, what happened to that house you were looking at in Bulgaria? Send me the page slash how you found it. Yeah, man, this is so weird. I was looking at this the other day. Uh, the other day I was like, yeah, man, the house. So, uh, yeah, it's still for sale, obviously. I'm still going to buy it, right? And my plan is after Brazil, I've made a tentative plan. After Brazil, I'm going to go to Bulgaria, buy that house, and then that's like, I'm going to be on Bulgaria for like two days and then go to England, spend Christmas there. Uh, yeah. Is that right? No. And then go to Florida for August and then go to Columbus to be with the business and then England for Christmas and then back to Columbus and then, and then Bulgaria over summer to, to work on the house. That's it. <laughs> that's very tentative. Uh, but yeah, so, um, you can find them everywhere, man. Bulgarianproperties.com, I think, is one. You can find them absolutely everywhere. You just got to know what you're looking for. Make sure it's got a good roof. That's the main thing. <laughs> but you got to know what you're looking for, and you can get yourself a house, detached, two bed, three bed, for you're talking five grand. <laughs> but you got to know what you're looking for. But yeah, man, let me know. Let me know what you're looking for, what you find, stuff like that. Keep me updated. This next one is from Nomad Tino. He says, I came back from Italy, bro. <laughs> and thanks for the mention on the show and suggestion. I stayed at, I can never say this, Cinque Terre. No, I'm going Portuguese. Cinque Terre. I can't roll my eyes. Cinque Terre with a rolled R. And it was lovely. <laughs> uh, I drank wine all week and pizza with and without the knife and fork. <laughs> thanks for keeping the show real always. Yeah, man. <laughs> with and without the knife and fork. Always go without. Always go without. <laughs> Three more. Three more. This one is from, oh, can I say that? Asequoia. As yeah. Uh, oh, Asequoia. I was thinking it's one word. Asequoia talks. God, I'm so warm in here. I had to turn off the fan because otherwise it'd be in the audio. God damn. He says, she says, they say. Let's see. Uh, California raised, traveling. I don't know. They say. They say, hello, Hayden. Unless there's a name in there. Christian kind of doesn't help. Uh, Hello, Hayden. I was fortunate enough to find your podcast a few weeks back and have been devouring the episodes in short order. Well, thank you very much. I wanted to say, keep up the great work. Thank you. I also wanted to say that if you are looking for a story for season seven or eight, I've had some great experiences on the road, such as falling in love with a woman in Rome, haven't we all? Or spending 18 hours in the Mexican dessert. I, I must say this. I'm sorry, man, but you did put dessert. Fantastic. <laughs> spending 18 hours in a Mexican dessert. Loving that. With a peyote shaman. Peyote, is that how you say it? Shaman, is that how you say that? Shaman. <laughs> I should know. I am the, if anyone listens to, I doubt you will, but if anyone listens to the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast, take a listen to it, right? <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, it's a podcast about shamanism and stuff like that, which I don't believe in any, in any of, uh, well, the stuff that he talks about specifically. But um, the he needed a intro for it. And it's like, uh, and it, he's, uh, he works with our company. He's a client of us. 
and we're like, well, we've got a bloke with a with a English accent that can do you an intro. So if you listen to that, I can't remember what it is now, but it's like Shaman Durek is a third generation shaman and stuff like that. And I'm a little more southern. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, uh, 23-year-old aspiring traveler here listening to your podcasts while I finish uni in San Francisco plotting my next adventure. Hell yes, man. Loving that. That's badass. I'm glad to be of service. Uh, but yeah, uh, looking like it'll be season eight now. But yeah, hell yeah, man. Let's let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. This is from Matt John Walk. He says, he sends a picture of him listening to Who is Hayden Lee Anyway? My least favorite episode of the podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> he says, got a lot of catching up to do. This was a very interesting episode. Well, thank you very much. It's my least favorite <laughs> I think I said that throughout, like, man, I hate this episode all the way throughout. But thank you for listening anyway, man. That's cool of you, man. I think this is the last one. I think this is the last one. Let's see. Oh no. In fact, this one was just this one was just one to me. So <laughs> so that was our last one. There we go. Man. This is fun. This is fun. A lot of questions. That was on it. Oh. Not questions. Next week, I will actually do it next week because it's been another fortnight. Uh, next week, I will actually do it. And also, and also, uh, it's a bit reductive. And I will also soon be on, uh, again, for like the third time, be on Jump, the travel podcast with Traveling Jackie. I'll be on there. We'll be talking about language, linguage. <laughs> That's not even a language. Linguage. Uh, we'll be talking about that about Portuguese specifically and stuff like that. So that'll be fun. So tune in to Jump with Traveling Jackie. You should tune into that anyway. It's just a, an awesome podcast that some complete badass edits. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, if nothing happens, but, oh no, I was going to say if nothing happens between now and next week, uh, bring, me, bring me in quite a few questions, but it's about to be Carnival. It's about to be Carnival carnival as people say so i i figure i, I will have some stories <laughs> so that's gonna be fun and uh yeah bring me in some more questions anyway i love i love talking about them and uh yeah uh, i'm thinking the zach brown uh, album that i was talking about earlier on is uncaged what do you think about the name for this <clears throat> from cube the globe what do you think about the uncaged experiment Sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? I'm not sure about experiment, but let me know what you think. Give me some names, man. And then we'll, we'll get that going. We'll get that going. And, uh, yeah, I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's all I've got to talk about. As soon as I turn this off, I think, oh, man, I didn't mention that. I do that every single week, I'm telling you. I need to start writing down some notes as the week goes on. Anyway, this is me ending the podcast. I'm still trying to think of <laughs> things that have happened because I know I'll, I'll remember some bit. Bring me any questions at backpack digital on instagram next week we'll potentially unless i've got my dates wrong have a carnival episode that'll be fun thank you for listening i appreciate it a lot i genuinely do amazing <sighs> thank you for listening and i'll speak to you next week <laughs>